a couple of weeks ago on another podcast, which you can't talk about because this is this is this podcast, and you can't promote other podcasts on other podcasts. But hello, friends, and welcome to episode one hundred and twenty-two of the Between You and Me podcast. This is the place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal and change us in the church. My name is Jessica Morris. I am an Australian music journalist and it is my delight every week to bring you a new interview uh, with a music maker to hear more about their story. This is less like a press junket and more like a let's have coffee or a drink at the bar and get to know each other in real life. What would it be like to really do life with the people who make the music that sort of gives us a soundtrack to our life? Now, thank you so much for everyone for your fantastic feedback on last week's episode with Elias Dummer. Uh, So cool to have so many new followers and friends. Thank you for sharing it, Elias. And I'm really glad so many of you resonated with that interview. I really hope that this week you enjoy this interview too. This is with, I nearly say an upcoming band, but no, the band Local Sound have been around Nashville for probably five or six years now. It's yet in the last two years, they have been signed to Integrity Music and have started to release music that is slightly more corporate in sounds. Let me rewind a bit. So Local Sound is essentially the worship music collective of a house church in Nashville, Tennessee called My Local. It originally spawned from a college ministry and is now essentially a whole bunch of people who meet together every Monday um, at a house and they eat together, they pray, they sing, they look at scripture. It's an Acts 2 type church, a real community living type model. And I had the chance to talk to a couple of the members about what this community actually means for them. Why do they choose to still believe in the local church and to pursue it in this way? How does it inform the way that they make music? Because, as I mentioned to them, creating music and releasing it on a label nearly feels a bit counterintuitive to like the house church vibe, right? It's like there are mega churches who are releasing music, but how does that work as like a local small community? They have some really cool thoughts. On top of that, they also have really, really unique stories about how attending church in this community has shaped them and their faith. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Now, we'll dive into this chat and you're going to hear some of the songs from their latest EP, To The King. But before we get there, for everyone new, you're about to hear the who, what, when, where, why of local sounds. So you can get a bit of an idea of who these people are. Um, The success they've already had, they've had like 28 million streams plus on Spotify. That's just wild, considering I'd never heard of them before. So maybe I'm just behind the times, but here we are. So here is a bio, and then we're going to get straight into the interview. Enjoy. With more than 28 million streams on Spotify alone, Nashville-based music collective Local Sound have become known as an authentic and organic worship expression. Born in 2015 by Jared Ryan as part of a college ministry called My Local 615, it grew to become a pop band. And following COVID-19, Local Sound has established itself as a house church, forging ahead with a collaborative sound set apart from the big church bands of the day. 
Their first EP came out in 2017 and was successfully crowdfunded by their community. It was named WWJD. Yes, really, I love it. And this EP included some bangers, tracks like The Wild and More Than Air, the latter which is still one of their most popular tracks on Spotify five years later. Notably at this time, singer Lauren Strom, otherwise known as Flurry, who we love, was also a member of the band at the time and led worship in the college ministry. Now, as the years progressed, so did the local sound ministry, and they released a Hotel Sessions EP, as well as The Free World Volume 1 and Volume 2. In the midst of this, they also revisited some Sunday School classics, and their 2019 EP, Sunday School, yes, included their versions of songs like Shout to the Lord, Agnes Day, and I Could Sing of Your Love Forever. That makes my 90s kid heart so happy. Now, around this time... Local Sam was also signed to Integrity Music, amazing, and they appeared on the compilation album Ultimate Worship alongside Martin Smith, Leland and David Lennart. Now a fully-fledged house church ministry, the sound of the band became more corporate and their mission was to provide songs for their church and for your church. Rooted in community, Local Sound stands alongside their name. They find the importance of local by believing and backing in God's dreams for the local church. And the idea of sound is about uniting the word of God with energetic and innovative music that reaches society. They are culture creators and culture shifters, and they live out the Acts 2 model of the community in many ways, meeting together every Monday locally to sing, pray, and eat together. This community was a foundation for their latest EP, To The King, which came out earlier this year. Reflective of the individual stories of the band members and of their community, it was created as they navigated COVID-19, church hurt, chronic illness, and pursued a commitment to joy. Now all up, Local Sound have been placed on nine official Spotify playlists, so it's fair to say that people are resonating with the heart of Local Sound in this new era of their music. I spoke to band members Alexis and Drew about the formation of the To The King EP, why they are committed to the house church, and how living in intentional community has challenged and grown their faith. These are some wonderful, wonderful people that you and I would 100% be best friends with if we lived in the same area. My friends meet Local Sound. Local Sound. For people who have never met you, can you introduce yourselves as the band or worship collective? And then we'll go into individual meetings. For sure. Lex, you should take the, take the baton. You're like the <laughs> yeah. spokesperson of the team. Of course. So we are Local Sound and we were kind of birthed out of a house church movement. And there are currently six of us, but really so many more because yeah. our whole church has been on the album that's about to release and stuff like that. So it's hard to say who's officially in the band, but technically there's six of us. So myself, yeah. I'm Alexis, Drew here, um, and then Jared, who um, was the original, he started Local Sound. So me and Drew, we, we just got started in this thing a couple of years ago. We're add-ons. They've been doing it for a little. Yeah, we're add-ons. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. In a good way. Um, so, in a good way. Yeah, in a great way. So um, Jared and Garrett were original members and then we've got Emily and Danny and myself and Drew. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So we'll start with you, Drew. How did you become a part of this house church slash music collective which is now releasing music? 
Yeah, there's there's a long version of that story that will take up our whole time. And then there, I can give you an abbreviated version. Uh, me and my wife were in Mississippi. Uh, that's where we met. That's where we grew up and born. And uh, kind of the accent you hear versus also sinus things happening too. So that's a mixture of Southern and cold. Uh, <laughs> but we are from Mississippi and I was serving at a church there. We loved it so much and got invited to come up to Nashville to visit my local and really just fell in love with the people. And that was about five years ago. And uh, back then it was more of a young adults ministry and it kind of shaped and formed into a house church movement. And uh, that seems like the most strongest way for us people to share the gospel. And we do it through song too. And uh, so I met Jared from the very beginning and he's just a fantastic person. And it turned into me getting to, you know, lead worship at some of our services to uh, sitting in on rights with him. Uh, and, you know, the rest of it was just me being available and saying yes to wherever the Lord wanted me to be and uh, to me being a part of what we're doing now. It's planning churches and other uh, parts of the city and here in Nashville and then other states and other countries and writing music for the world to hear. So that's kind of the, the nutshell version of me coming to Local Sound in my local. Well wrapped up. That was really well said. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Lex, how did you join or start attending Local Sound? Yeah, so I did some like music stuff for a long time before, and I was hosting a music show that Local Sound was on back in, what was it, like 2017, I guess would have been right here. Um, And so Local Sound, not Drew, um, but everybody else was there and um, just got to meet them and really loved them. And my husband was doing some like video work and he heard the song wild and he was like, I want to do a music video to that so bad. I'd do it for free. He was like, I want to do that music video. So he reached out to Jared and he, Jared was like, Hey, you should come to church. Like, and it just kind of all stemmed from there. And then we became crew leaders and then house church leaders. And then it just kind of goes from there. And it just, it just made sense after that. That's awesome. I love that. I love that your music stems from a house church movement. Mm-hmm. It makes it so unique and so wonderful. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. I was distant. Had a glimpse of life without you. Now I'm coming back to my senses Couldn't make it on my own From a long way off You saw me, God To the Father's love I'm coming home Now, I had to listen to the EP that you guys just released and To the King. I had I just had to double check the name. But, yes, the EP To the King. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. You, you. Got, you. You guys are such wonderful musicians. The, the layering in there and production on top of the work is just beautiful. Um, and it's easy to sing. And you want to sing it, which is great. Um, how does totally. 
the EP give people a taster of the upcoming album? That's really great. Uh, We we really appreciate that. Uh, A lot of the work is really from the heart of Jared to the talent of Garrett and the songwriting of Emily and the talent of Danny producing and like everybody kind of has their hand in it. And I feel like Lex and I just bring a lot of heart and, you know, I think this new expression of the, of the album, we get to like be in the tail end of the making of it, but we got to actually track a couple of songs in it, which is really honoring for us and getting to be a part of that process was huge. But I think it's, uh, you know, in the past local sound, cause I've been kind of, you know, in the room most the past several years with local sound and like, you know, it went from this pop, like energetic, you know, we're reaching college kids. And I think it's kind of, you know, matured to be like, we're a church now. Like in the past two years, we've become a church and uh, my local has. And what is the best expression local sound can give from our church that's honest to our people? And then how is it broadcasted to share like, what is Jesus doing right now in Nashville, Tennessee and my local and local sound gets to be kind of the script for that. And so it's been really awesome to see a lot of the songs mature. A lot of the songs be so rich and deep in scripture. And uh, yeah, it just makes it really exciting to be a part of from my perspective, for sure. What about you, Lex? I think that the EP kind of gives a taste of what this album is going to be like, but every song is so different. Everybody's mm. background comes out really beautifully. I feel like um, specifically like like Drew was saying, we came in on the tail end of this album, so um, I wasn't able to sit in on any rights or anything just because I wasn't in the band. But um, I, we were able to track some songs and, and be part of it on that side. But Emily and Danny and Garrett and Jared all have such different backgrounds when it comes to worship and music in general yeah. that they really bring a lot of those different pieces. And so each song just feels so authentically us as a church and so yeah. i feel like it does give a taste because it, the, all the songs are pretty different um and you can expect that to continue with the rest of the album you lead me through the darkness in your revelation light i have found my future in the hope of jesus christ i will trust your word you are creator do you like creating fancy slideshows for church or maybe you're a videographer a podcaster like me maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs 
That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. I was reading through your bio and website, um, and at least in what Noah sent me, she talked about you and lo- uh, my local being like a, ref- a representation of like an Acts 2 church, um, which which I see in, in how you've developed community and even how this music has sort of come out from that. What does it mean for you guys, one or both of you can answer, to be an Acts, church, Acts 2 church in the city of Nashville, which is like... Music City, but church central and evangelical central. What does that look like for you guys? I think that you would, well, you wouldn't be amazed. You've lived here. But um, some people listening might be amazed at how lonely it is here because so many people are chasing a dream and feel surrounded by people who are also chasing a dream. So they're either stepping on you or around you. And so to have a community that is holding your hand and, you know, isn't in it for maybe the dream or, or whatever, but in it for the gospel and for Jesus and for true community sake, like to be with you as a friend, um, is just different. It's just different. It's not what you experience everywhere. And there, we're not the only church doing that. There's a lot of beautiful churches doing that, but we do get to be part of one that, um, I feel like we really run hand in hand with each other in a way that I, I haven't personally experienced before. So that's beautiful. Do you have anything to add to that, Drew? Yeah. Uh, I mean, specifically thinking about the Acts 2 church, I, I think about the verse that says they continue to, to meet together and break bread together and worship together. And I think that this version of church that we get to be a part of here in Nashville specifically is, is getting involved in people's lives kind of like like said is like we want to know what your dream is but we want to know how your soul is like what's your relationship with the lord look like and we believe that if your dream comes true or not like we're going to celebrate you but know that like the real dream comes true when you 
put your faith in Jesus. And like, there's no better high than that. And uh, we just want to walk with people from, you know, death to life. And sometimes that process, even for a veteran Christian or whatever word you want to use, it's tough walking with people that are, you know, shedding the world. And uh, I think, you know, our music that we get to be a part of is such a beautiful representation of truth and grace and like kindness and love that the Father has for us. And what we kind of get to tap into, you know, as really as spears of, you know, righteousness we get to use in our church, which is really, really awesome and sweet. The fact that you have signed someone with integrity in a releasing music is wonderful, but also... I don't want to say the antithesis of what you're creating because I think they can grow together beautifully. But uh, I think, let me try and find my words. When I was in Nashville, that culture of signing and success is also a part of the loneliness, which you pointed out. And your church is, I hate to say combating that, but you're doing a relationship together. So how do you... How do you walk the line of going, we're going to start creating something really authentic to us and releasing it on a global scale, but without getting wrapped up in the rigmarole of industry or success or hits yeah. or numbers? Is that Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. I would say um, what we do, the first thing that comes to my mind, which Drew, you can say yes or no, but is what we do is very <laughs> non-glamorous. So we release this music, but we worship in a house and with an acoustic guitar, guitar that Drew is playing that his poor little son just cut his finger on the strings. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. kind of just like what house church looks like. And so to bring that music to others, I remember um, we were sitting in the studio right before like choosing all the songs. There were so many songs to kind of pick from, from the right. There were like over 30, right? Originally. And yeah, then we whittled so it down to however many. And um, Jared was like, let's choose songs we would sing in our house church. And anything else, um, we're going to do, hey, Judah. Hey, this Judah. is Judah. Hey, surprise. Surprise. This is kind of what we're talking about. We do children's church in this room, and sometimes oh. it just gets interrupted mm-hmm. with your kids. So, I mean, that's <laughs> the life of church. Hi, Love Judah. I'm Jess. Say, hey, Jess. Judah's the best. Hey, Jess. <laughs> Judah is the best. He, um, talking about community, Sorry. we always say that Judah was the first baby for all of us because he was. That's and true. so, that's true. Blaze that Judah. True. Got all the practice, got we yep. all the trial and error on that poor little guy, and he's just <laughs> coming sure. out great. He's so sweet. We were doing um, worship last week. Was it last week? Yeah, I was in children's church last week, and we were like singing the songs, and he does all the little motions, and in that room that you see Drew in, Love it's that. really fun. <laughs> that is, um, so but like sweet. I said, it's non glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's how we it's, it's real life it's honestly <laughs> yeah. real life and nothing's ironed out and you know we're still trying to trying to figure out too like what does it look like to be a polished band that posts on instagram regularly like we're not great at that and like all the things that bands should do and things like that and i, I you know i think that our 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 goal is like those things are great but how do we keep the main thing the main thing and like that we we continue to ask that to one another you know, as we're doing this and we're kind of figuring it all out, you know, as we go. And Lex talked about this a couple of weeks ago 
on another podcast, which you can't talk about because this is this is this podcast, and you can't promote other podcasts on other podcasts. But if you really love the podcast, like, I'll give you permission to share. That's okay. Lex <laughs> <laughs> no. would have to tell you she was on it, but there, she said it so well. She was like, you know, like we could start off all these conversations with our accolades and things like that. But like, where do you find your true value? Is it, is it in what you're doing or is it in, you know, Jesus? And like, that's kind of what we want to keep coming back to is that like, no matter how big a song gets, like if it's not the truest form of what we're trying to do or what the Lord's trying to do through us, how, how successful is it really in the scope of building the kingdom, you know? And so I think that's kind of where we try to settle our hearts when it comes to, doing what the Lord wants us to do. That that sounds really challenging, but also really healthy, like a really healthy tension to live in. Yeah. For sure. how has this community shaped your faith journey? Because like the best part of belonging to a church and a community is that it, I mean, it pours into you so you can pour into others. So Lex, can I start with you? How has joining my local, like being a part of your faith journey? Yeah. um, I will talk about this just last year because I, there's no way I can't, but um, this last like one year ago, 15 months ago, I was diagnosed with cancer while I was pregnant with our, with Lila. Um, and so to be a community that walks hand in hand with you through hard times is very real for me. Um, I couldn't just sit in a pew and, and not have community because my faith would have dwindled away because you, when you go through, you know, difficult times, you wonder like, does God truly want to heal me? Does he not? Does he, you know, what would happen if I did die? What, you know, all of these questions that you have, you need a community to build you up. And so our community of like Drew and Lindsay and Jared and McKenna and, and so many more people, I could name so many people. We've got just an incredible church. And that's one of the best parts about being in a house church is, you know, everyone, um, cause they're in your living room, but they, they have really loved my family so well down to, meals down to cleaning my house down to moving our houses like I mean they've just been the true hands and feet of Jesus just in physical form and so for me it's shaped my faith journey because I've been able to see that Jesus created us to be in community with others because we need it 
you know, mm. when we're, when we're just by our, ourselves, I mean, you, you can have a relationship with the Lord alone, but it thrives when you get challenged or when there are others pouring into you. And so I feel like being a part of, um, my local has just been like humbling and, um, just so life giving for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's incredible. So are you in remission now? Technically, yes. So I finished um, radiation like four months ago. And yesterday was my last day of like immunotherapy, chemotherapy. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's why I got my little short hair here. We're growing it back. (laughs) It still looks Um, great. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I'm I'm doing really good. So we're hopeful for the future, but that's, um, we can kind of tap into that a little bit, but the song on the EP on Christ, um, I was able to record that literally the week I was diagnosed. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like several days after. And so that song has been really near to my family just because it's such a foundational song, um, of who Christ is and you know, what a time to be able to sing it. Wow. On that note, Drew, can you tell me? Yeah. So I, I, that's, that's amazing. I'm like, I'm good. No, I did what she said. No, but what I know no. is that both of you have really, really compelling, interesting stories on your own. And I'm totally. somehow just trying to cram them both into the one podcast. But, no, totally. but I would love no, to know great. your story, Drew. How has this community yeah. shaped your faith? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's it's difficult when you go from very corporate worship where I you know led worship for 15 years mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning uh, on a stage from all those types of things with that type of structure and then shifting to we're going to meet on Monday nights for our house church and we're going to uh, do it in our home with our with our friends and we're all almost around the same age give or take like a few people that are like family members. And so there's a lot of faith that goes into just trusting that Jesus knows what he's doing here. And a lot of relying on, you know, this is new grounds for us and a new way. And I think about the story of Joshua where he's like, you know, you could cross the river that way, but I'm going to give you a new way. And he had, you know, he waited to part the river until, you know, the priest stepped in. And so I feel like in a lot of ways we're stepping into new ground and it's new ground, but it's, it's also old ground because of the, because of the, Example, we have an axe. And so, um, you know, for me personally, it's challenged me because we, we challenge our locals to read the scripture that we're in, that chapter, every single day leading up to that Monday. Uh, we practice rhythms, uh, which is like prayer, fast, preach, uh, study, Sabbath, and generosity. We practice like our values and these types of things. And, and in a lot of ways, it's like we're handing these things to you to say like, Jesus has done all the work for your salvation and for, for your rightness with God. But you taking these things up to apply them to your life is going to enrich your life. It's going to actually like broaden your uh, vision of who Christ is when you, when you pray to him consistently, when you read his word consistently, when you're generous to people. And so I think in short term, uh, what that's done for me is it's put a lot of my faith in my hands and to say like, this is my faith that I have to practice And I have to remember that Christ is good and that he is worthy of my praise and my attention of my, my days. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like, 
you don't get to go and, you know, hear like this one sermon and then like go home and just be like, check it off the list. But it's like, we're, we're encouraging our people to also be interactive with God's word with his people. And we have to do that from example as well. And so mm-hmm. I said, that's the way it's, uh, it's challenged me, but also has grown me in my faith is to like really take it into my own hands. Shifting sand I need a place to go Where I can stand When wind is raging And nothing makes sense I hear Your voice Calling me out When I can't find my way You pain and take my shame away remind me who I am because your grace I'm here I'm yours on Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand One of the best parts about community, in my experience, is that it brings together a whole bunch of people who, well, you've got similarities, but there's a lot of differences. And so that's part of the beauty of it is that you come together and sort of learn from each other and stuff. Um, What I've seen broadly, this is a very broad question, um, in the evangelical church of late has been lots of division and, and, and it's very... It's become, I don't know if it's become more difficult or just more known, that it's, it's harder to sort of find common ground with people um, or at least you'd be more probably likely to go to a certain church with people who agree with you in some way, like, yeah. which, which is okay. But how, how do you guys in your community facilitate, like, safe discussion and safe disagreement, yeah. knowing, like, you're all different, you've got different stories? So h- how do you totally. hold safe space for each other to go, like, well, maybe we voted differently but we still love each other and we love God? Totally. I mean, we we did that this past week. And, you know, uh, there was news in the in the – world uh about roe v wade and like a lot of people that can be considered a a watershed issue like you're either this side or you're this side and it's more it's not a uh pedestal conversation where you stand up and say i'm gonna this is how you feel this is how we feel this is what you should do in a lot of ways it's like hey how we want to make this an open place uh for you guys to to come and if you're struggling for or against or whatever type of trend or you know, issue in the world, like come speak to a leader and like, let's like have dinner and like open our homes beyond just this Monday night thing we do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, to a- ask you, answer your like initial, like part of that question is like, how do we stay unified? Uh, where there's, you know, more and more things happening in the world that is trying to bring disunity. Uh, I just, I, I'm so remember like reminded in scripture so often that like, Jesus, it says in his words, like through his kindness and his compassion, 
is how we're led to salvation. And I just reminded, like, I want to be that type of people for Jesus. Like, I want, I want to be God's children that are kind and compassionate, that lead people to salvation. And, you know, that's one thing Jared, our pastor, fights for is unity. And he is something that he is extremely passionate about. And, like, we talk about often, like, often, often. And so, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, being unified is, like, a key word at my local for sure. My hope, my joy is found in the Lord. My strength, my song is found in the Lord. I'll sing of your goodness, I'll worship forevermore. My last question for you, and you can you can answer it separately. That's more fun. Um, what would you tell yourself if if you could go back to the first day that you decided to visit my local or meet the, the crew there and sort of go, oh, I can have a place here? We'll start with you, Lex. I would say it's so funny. I like going back. I can remember the drive home from the first night, and Carson was like all in it like the boys were so crazy and he was so ready to like hang people had already (laughs) invited us out to dinner and I was like scared because (laughs) I had like church hurt you know I had like friend hurt don't we all so I was I was really scared to dive in and I remember telling that to Carson and literally us like praying and praying that I would be able to let my guard down and it took me like a lot of weeks. Like he had every guy's number. They went out and did guy things and had fun. And I did not have a single girl's phone number for like several, the first several months because I just wouldn't let my guard down. Um, and so if I were going to go back and tell, you know, Alexis, I would say just, just surrender because like community and being loved vulnerably is is the only way to be. And that doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt, but it means it was worth it in the long run. So people are, are always going to let us down. We're human. That's why we need Jesus. But um, being a part of a, a church and a community without reservation and without having to put on a face or be a certain person or be perfect is one of the most rewarding friendships that I've ever experienced. So I would love to tell myself just to start that sooner. I relate to that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Drew? Um, for me, uh, I would go back. This is like a little sappy, but uh, I think that I would go back and, and remind myself. I'm so in the moment kind of person that sometimes I forget to remember things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm just like on to the next thing. Like next day we're a new person. We're going. We're going after it. 
And I would just like encourage myself to remember like meeting each individual person that, that in that moment, uh, just because like I had no clue that like these people would be like my forever friends, like for real, like these are people that like, they are, they are answered prayer. Like they're answered like scripture as well. Like when we left Starville, Mississippi, we clung to the scripture that said, whatever you leave in my name's sake, whether it be family, you know, mothers, brothers, sisters, friends, homes, land, I'll repay a hundredfold, you know, in this lifetime along with trials, but also eternal life. And like, I was like, we're doing this for Jesus. I don't know what's in store for us in Nashville, but Mm -hmm. the Lord answered that immediately. Like the first time we were here, one of the very first families we met was Carson and Alexis. And they were like, they literally bought a house in our neighborhood so we can be closer. <laughs> so, like, I like texted her a while ago. I was like, can I just join you at your house? I was like, and then I forgot I was sick. And I was like, that's not smart. <laughs> and her husband's like, you're sick, right? Or I was like, yeah, I forgot I was sick. That's just how often we hang out. And so these people became like literally family where we like left all that behind for the very first time in our life. And, you know, I would encourage myself then and even people listening is like, take chances with Jesus because he's so kind and so good. And uh, I just don't want anybody to ever live in the regret of not trusting him more, you know? And so, um, and he's still kind even in that. And so, uh, yeah, we have a really good father. So, and I've seen his, his blessing and glory through Lex, through Jared, through the whole team and my local. was Alexis Andrew. They were such fun people. And you know what the funny part is? Alexis and I were probably talking for a good 15 to 20 minutes before we thought Drew joined the conversation. In reality, what actually happened was that he was he was there, but his screen was off and he didn't realize. And he thought we were already recording. So what you didn't hear was that Alexis and I were having this great conversation about theology and religious trauma and left behind and <laughs> snakes random. But Anyway, by the time that we got into this conversation, I felt like I well and truly knew them pretty well. (laughs) So this was lots of fun. Thank you so much, Alexis and Drew, and to the wider Local Sound team. Thank you for this offering and for being so committed to your local community. It's really, really cool. You can connect with Local Sound online right now. They are at Local Sound 
and localsound.com. Their EP, To The King, is out now, in addition to some extra singles, which you've also heard through this podcast. So make sure that you check out To The King on all good streaming platforms. And there are also links in our show notes to that. Now, if you enjoyed this episode or you live in Nashville and you want to know more about local sound and my local Uh, make sure that you go and connect with them. You can find them, like I said, on social media or online, and I know they'd love to connect with you. That is all for this week. Thank you so much, friends, for listening. It's really cool to find new and maybe unexplored areas of church and worship music. I think it's really fun that we are, we're, diversifying our sound. We're learning more about each other and how people express their love for one another. And I love seeing people choose hope and healing in the middle of that and feeling safe enough to do that. That's really important, right? So next week, we do have another episode coming up with you with the great Sherry Kigi. She has been making music for nearly 30 years now in Christian music and has such a depth to her. We talk about her latest album um, and how she navigates grief. And she also opens up a little bit about her divorce and how that shaped her life. So she is a fascinating woman um, and so, so authentically lovely. So please make sure that you have subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. So as soon as that drops, you see it. And also make sure that you follow us on social media and online. We are at Between You Me Pod. And you can find us online at betweenyouandmepod.com. Say hi, share an episode, give us a rating, blah, 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 blah. You know all that stuff, but it really does help. So thank you. Uh, That's all for this week. I will see you next week for another wonderful episode. In the meantime, as I always say, here's to hope. God, Jehovah, Jehovah, Sorrow, you say, Look up to where our help comes from. If everything around us says there is no hope, never gonna let go the hymn of your own. Oh